My original love. I still love Bruno Mars. I don't I give still, a fuck. I still love him. And when that video, did you see that video that came out of him shirtless and he looked like like chunky McMuffins? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you leave my man alone! <laughs> I was like, <laughs> people were hella like, uh, like clowning on him. But I'm like, this is why he says he doesn't want to take his shirt off. You guys leave him alone. Like, remember when we were thirsty middle schoolers and stuff? We were like, take so it off! I'm in love with him. But now I'm like, I'm so happy we went to his concert together. Oh my gosh. And we went to two concerts together. Yeah, we went to both of Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we went to two concerts. Man. Remember the second one? I like fundraised by um like half of it I fundraised by selling like shit at school. What did you sell? I sold like cookies and muffins and shit at school. Like oh. out of my locker. <laughs> I was like contraband goods. Oh my god. Oh, so funny. I'd sell them for like a dollar each or something. I don't remember that. I, I still have it on my um Instagram. <laughs> Like, me being like, I'm gonna sell these at school tomorrow, come. <laughs> like, like, and you made enough money for concert tickets? I made, like, half of the money. Because I remember the first one we went to was, like, 40 bucks, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second one we went to, he had he was be- more, like, um, popular by mm-hmm. then. So it was, like, 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, uh... She was like, I'll pay for, like, half. And then I was like, alright, I'll make up the rest of the money by selling stuff. <laughs> I was like, I totally have the picture. Okay, but was our first, first concert together, like, Katy Perry? Or was it Bruno Mars, Katy Perry, and then Bruno Mars Bruno Mars, Katy Perry, and then Bruno Mars. (laughs) Katy Perry was low-key whack. I'm not even gonna lie, like... Look, 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 see? It's chocolatey and super moist because the marshmallow melted inside. It's one dollar, and I'm selling it at school to the number two tomorrow. So bring your money. (laughs) Angel... And look, oh my gosh. Hey. Oh my god. I like, yeah, and then I sold, I see, I sold snickerdoodle cookies and shit. I love how you spell tomorrow with the number two. Oh my god. I love that. But that was the height of my um, entrepreneurial spirit. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. I love that. Oh, let me just. I'm not commenting. Oh We're not commenting on that. Oh. <laughs> when I think back on our middle school days, it's like it's so nostalgic, but also I'm so glad we made it out of there like decent human beings. <laughs> right. Like middle schoolers are weird. Like literally weird. And they're terrible people. Like that makes me so terrified to think like my moral compass was non-existent <laughs> i honestly yeah i honestly thought i was so much more grown than i actually was because when i look at nubu and he's like the age we were when we were at the height of our like shenanigans or whatever mm-hmm. you know, and like i think about the things we used to talk about and the th- like words we used to say or whatever and i can't imagine like nubu cussing like that or like nubu saying like dirty jokes like that because i'm like no you're innocent but we never said those things around our parents or no family. never so we knew how to keep our mouths shut yeah. it never slipped in front of us. never slipped like chimmy's in high school now so she's at the age where like i know she cusses and says stuff you know yeah. but recently she's been slipping up and saying things like fuck or shit you know <laughs> and every single do- time she does that i have like a little aneurysm really like, yeah because i'm like <gasps> Oh, you didn't like know. Like, it's my baby cousin. Yeah. Because, like, they're, Chimmy's five years younger than me. Nubu's, like, seven and a half years younger than me. And, like, mm-hmm. I know 
obviously it's not that big of an age gap, but it's just because I've been watching them ever since they were little. Like, I feel, I don't know, I feel so much older than them. I feel like they're like my babies too, you know? So when I hear them say stuff like that, I'm like, ah! Like, no! But when I think about it, when I was at their age, I was saying stuff like that too. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. But I think you need to have that phase, though. Mm-hmm. In a way. You know, just to, to get out of your yeah, system. To get out of your system. And also, hormones, you know? You're just, like, mm-hmm. young and you have, like, impulse, impulsive um, urges. <laughs> I don't know. I know. I'm like, I feel bad for Nubu because I'm like, no one at home is going to give him that talk or anything. Because I get, obviously, my mom never gave me that talk, but, like, Nubu's also missed, like, sex ed a couple times at school. <laughs> Really? Yeah. I mean, he was there once for it, so I think he got the gist of it. Mm-hmm. But, like, he's so emotionally, Middle like, school's so young, though. I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't even, honestly, I wasn't even, like, I had urges in middle school, but I wasn't, like, experimenting with anything in middle school. Yeah, I don't, not, obviously, Nubu's not experimenting with anything, but also, like, I don't think he, like, fully understands, like, Oh, right, yeah. much. That's us, though. I know kids who, like, like, Ron Russell kids were way bad. Are you serious? Yeah, they like I don't know why, but like I know a lot of I've been I've talked to a couple people who went to Ron Russell, Ron Russell Middle School, and like they like had they were having sex in the hallways at Ron Russell Middle School. Isn't that like so just like that's so gross. That's just kind of like scary to think about for me because like I don't know like that that there was. As far as I know, none of that happening where we went to middle school, you know? No. <laughs> I mean, I think out of all the middle schools in our area, Floyd Light was supposed to be, like, a little better. Uh-huh. You know, it wasn't as, like, I don't know what the word is, but it was supposed to be more, like, I don't know, safe? I don't yeah. know if safe is the right word, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, the, like I guess the, the people that went there were a little more sheltered. Yeah, a little more Definitely. sheltered, yeah. But... <laughs> I remember, like, going from Floyd Light and, like, that district to over to Vancouver's district and going to high school over there and then comparing it to, like, my new friends and, like, their experiences and, like, the way they talked and, like, I was like, whoa, they were way more sheltered. Like, I was pretty sheltered for a Floyd Light kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we went to Floyd Light and even out of Floyd Light, like, I was pretty sheltered and whatever. Like, we were pretty sheltered in general. Yeah. But, like, you know, we were exposed to a lot of things just by being around in that area friends yeah that area. but like they were like on another level sheltered like they literally <laughs> all they ever knew was books in school and like extracurricular activities and uh-huh. like like i was like damn <laughs> you guys are smart and i'm like you guys don't know shit like outside of school you know what i mean yeah but i'm also not like i am that person now because <laughs> i'm like after high school and stuff like that's all i knew anyways but like mm-hmm how do you think, like, like, do you think that those people had better childhoods or, like, worse childhoods or, like, you know, like, I've just always, like, wondered what the right, quote-unquote, right way to, like, raise a kid is. is like, is it being sheltered? Is it being, like, letting them experience things on their own? But then to what degree, you know? Yeah, I it's honestly just crazy. think it's a median between, like, the kind of kids we saw in Floyd Light and, like, the kind of kids we, like, I saw 
going to like high school mm-hmm. over there because like those kids are way too sheltered you know obviously and yeah. the majority of my friends were like asian with like kind of like tiger parents you know what i mean and so most of the time like the focus was always on school getting good grades like right. getting to a like prestigious college and like honestly they didn't know anything outside of that and i feel like that's not healthy like kids right, need to that know is not healthy yeah kids need to know how to express themselves outside of things like that and they have to know how to like do things on their own mm-hmm. and those kind of kids the more you are like the more strict you are on them at a young age like that when they get older they don't know how to handle any kind of fun and then they blow up in college like those are the kind of kids that you see in college once they get to college then they're like fucking partying every week and then they like go crazy because they don't know how to handle it yeah 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 exactly it's like know how to give them the freedom that they need without giving them too much freedom Uh because they obviously every kid needs discipline Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly think it's a median between those two. Yeah. But. I think also, like, you, can, you can't control your children. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, children are not your property, yeah. per se, you know? Um, and kids are going to, like, have their own experiences regardless. Like, we've been friends for a long time, and so, like, we've done a lot of things together or we've experienced a lot of things together you know but like if i grew up with another another person who was like not a good influence like i feel like i would be a completely different person mm-hmm. overall you know yeah so that's like <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was a dog for a second uh-uh yeah, I honestly think parents should be there to, like, guide their children mm-hmm. and to, like, show them the right path or whatever they think is the right path or at least be there to support them in it. But, like, I honestly don't think it's your child's there for you to mold and mm-hmm. into the person you want them to be. Into the person you want them to be, yeah, exactly. Like, you're there to guide them, you're there to be a support system, and you're there to, like, you know, be that person to help them along the way as yeah. they're growing up. But not someone to be like, you have to do this. You have to do that. Right. My parents, I cannot tell you how many times they have said to me, like, you don't realize this yet, but, you know? And then they'll teach me, they'll tell me a lesson or something, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, I will not listen to them, (laughs) you know? And I will, like, make the mistake and learn from the mistake. And then I'll be like wow my parents were right this whole time especially my mom you know yeah so i'm getting to the point where i'm like i'm trusting what my mom says a lot more now Mm -hmm. because she's like proven me like wrong so many times in so many situations Mm -hmm. but like it's hard when you're like a teenager you're a young teenager you're stubborn as fuck you're trying to like you're like i'm my own person i'm like i gotta make the mistake for myself and learn from myself you know but yeah mom's no best for mm-hmm. real i know i always i know i probably do it too much like i'm at that point where i should be able to make decisions on my own more mm-hmm. I, at least i think so but i think it's just like such a vulnerable age that we're at right now because we're like transitioning from being like teenagers into being like actual full-blown adults i guess mm-hmm. like people expect us to be grown people expect us to be like making our own decisions and stuff like that but like honestly most of the time like consulting with my mom and i'm like what do you think is the best idea same here and i'm like am i doing the right thing you know because i just feel so insecure about making these decisions on my own and then being like i did the wrong thing you know what i mean but i know that's a part of like 
life and growing up mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly i told my mom everything and i'm like okay yeah. i need advice and then sometimes she's like you know you have to make these decisions on your own and i'm like okay i get it but <laughs> i'm like just just tell me <laughs> what would you do <laughs> I will make the decision. I just need to hear you say like one sounds better or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, but I think that that is a part of growing up is like moving away from resisting so much from what like your mom says, you know? Mm-hmm. I think like the older you get like the less embarrassed you are to be around your parents, you know? Mm-hmm. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's a part of growing up is, like, giving your parents the credit that they deserve, really. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm starting to give my mom the credit that she deserves because she's honestly, like, really wise, you know, and she knows what she's saying. I just haven't been giving her enough credit, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, I realize, like, my mom's lived a much harder life and she's had to do so many more things than I ever had to do. And, like, it's... I'm grateful to her because, like, my life was so easy because of her. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, I get where she's coming from when, like, all those years when I was younger and I was thinking, like, she was overreacting about things or she was just being, like, unreasonable. It's because she was just worried about me. Yeah. And so, like, I'm grateful for the way she raised me because I used to think she was, like, so strict. But when I think about it, she wasn't that strict. I mean, like, in middle school, she was stricter on me. But when I was in high school, literally, she had no real rules for me. Like, if I wanted to go hang out with friends, I could go hang out with friends. It's just, like, I just didn't at that point. Yeah. It was in middle school that when she was like, no, 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 that I felt like, yes, 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 I'm going to do it all. But then the second I got into high school and she was like, all right, you know, like, you're starting to grow up. Then I was like, yeah, I'm going to just stay home. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have anywhere to go. I was just, like, I was, like, really chilled out once I hit high school. But I think, yeah, it's that problem where you're in middle school and your parents are like, don't date, don't do this and don't do that. I'm like, I'm going to do it all. But, like, do I really know what dating is? No. Like, I literally would say I was dating someone and I wouldn't hold their hand and I would avoid them. And I would be, like, trying Bro. to dodge them in the hallway. And I was like, what the Those fuck? Those little, oh, my God, like, little kid relationships are so fucking funny to I me. I still haven't told my mom about my relationships in middle school. That's so funny. I, the only one she knows about is fifth grade, remember? And then she just thinks after that I was traumatized and I never dated again. <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, kid. okay, I think, like, that's so funny to me that little kids want to experience that aspect of life so yeah. bad, of social life so bad, you know, that they'll, like, sort of make it up. Mm-hmm. Make it up. They'll make it up, you know, and they'll just, like, be like, okay, I think this is what dating is, basically. This is my boyfriend. Yeah, really this is my is. boyfriend. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I literally do not even want to think about it because it's so cringy. Obviously, those weren't re- actual relationships, but, yeah. like, it's your middle school, whatever, like, thinking you're dating someone. Like, you'd date them for, like, two weeks and be like, I'm not feeling it anymore. <laughs> or, like, you'd send one of your homies to tell them, like, yo, she's breaking up with you. <laughs> like, no, but, Angel, I don't know if you remember this. We were bad bitches in fucking elementary school we like didn't we hire dudes to like protect us oh shit (laughs) do you not remember that yeah we had didn't we try to set up a girl group and then we had guys be like all right you can be our bodyguard we We had a girl game was what it (laughs) was oh my god and we would practice every recess for a talent show that never came. Like, <laughs> fucking, what song was it? Rihanna. It yeah, was a Rihanna song was, that we uh, were dancing. Please don't stop the. 
Please don't stop. stop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I think I, I still know the majority of the lyrics to that song. And then remember after our girl group broke up, like we had drama because one of them wanted to go play soccer instead of practice. And like, we were I'm like, sickened. Yes, I do remember all of this. And like, we were like, oh, how could she? And then after that, then you and me decided to just take it on by ourselves. We used to like uh, listen or like we'd print out the Black Eyed Peas lyrics. What song was it? Uh, mm, it was I some Black Eyed Peas songs, but we printed out the lyrics and we would read the lyrics like every recess and we'd like try to memorize it. <laughs> but that was also when we were obsessed with the Black Eyed Peas. We oh were obsessed God. with Black Eyed Peas. I'm dying. It's such a weird... I don't know. Were they really that popular back then? Were they really, really popular? I don't know. Because that was that's like, I feel like that's a little weird, like, niche group for us to, yeah. like, stand, you know? We, like, loved them. Yeah. And, like, my dad knew I loved them so much to the point where he'd get me, like, all their albums and, like, download them onto my iPod. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, oh I God. felt so hip with my fucking iPod. Oh, I know. Oh, my, oh my yes. God. <laughs> I was on that shit, like, 24-7. Oh, my goodness. So bad. <laughs> we were so weird. But it's weird because you're in, okay, so you're in middle school and you think, oh, this is drama, this is drama, this is because we're young and everything, and you're in high school and then there's drama, you know, like, drama is in, like, friendship drama or, like, school dramas, like, you know, between students and stuff, and you think you're gonna outgrow it, and now we're in college, I don't, there's still shit going on, you know what I mean? There's still shit going on, like, between friends, between people and like in workplaces full ass full grown adults there's drama i just like don't understand like yeah i don't think you can ever escape that yeah like it really does fall i mean i guess it's gonna be the same wherever there's a group of people i i mean personally i never experienced that in high school just because like i think i would have experienced it if i went to david douglas you know but like my school everyone was very i guess that's one thing i'm grateful for because my like high school life was very uneventful and i never really had drama with anyone just because everyone was really chill and like their main focus was just like school Mm -hmm. and like the most drama i ever experienced was middle school like like in fightings with like um like sports teams and then like that girl remember what i got yeah, yeah your mom was like amazing in that situation Holy so shit. angel got into an argument with this girl who was talking shit basically right yeah, so she so i was friends with this one girl right and i was messing with her because we were in pe and she stepped on my shoe and i was just playing with her and i was like oh, you like scuffed my shoe you know and this girl started a rumor that i said that the girl had got her white on my shoe because the girl was white. <laughs> and I was like, what? I was like, I never said that. All I said was like, you scuffed my shoe. And I was messing with her. And I was close with her. She knew it too. But like, this girl just started shit with me for no reason. And she was like, telling people she was going to beat me up. She already beat me up. And like, another friend of ours was like, do you remember? He was going back, it was, he was going back and forth and like telling me what she was saying and he was like she said she beat you up in the locker room or she said she's gonna beat you up in the locker room and i was oh like i'm fine i was like i didn't do anything but that was like it's so stupid if you think about how young we were like we're way too young to be having drama like that yeah but your mom pulled up yeah she did. <laughs> angel's mom pulled up after school and like cussed this little girl out <laughs> I didn't think about it. It's so embarrassing. 
she was like, she pulled up. Okay, the funniest thing is though, my mom was chilling in the car and she had fuzzy pajamas on. Okay, she had fluffy ass pajamas on. And she was like, she pulled up looking all hard and shit from the waist up, but rolled down the window. <laughs> She's like, so I heard you want to fight my daughter. She's like, go ahead, do it right in front of me. And she looks at me. She goes, Angel, get out of the car. Go fight her right now. And I was like, no, stop. I was like, stop. I was like, what are you doing? And the girl's like. Oh, no, no, I never said that. No, I didn't say anything like that. My mom's really? You know, she was like, no, you're talking all that shit. Do it right now. Do it right now. And like this girl bolts, right? And she's bolt, like she bolts out of there. And like, and then my mom drives off. And I'm like, my mom's talking all this shit wearing fuzzy ass pajamas. Like if my mom got out of the car, she would not look hard as, like she was fucking wearing, I don't know, it was a Hello Kitty pajamas or some shit. It was so <laughs> funny. But then the next day, do you remember, like, she was telling people, like, yeah, I spit in her mom's mouth and shit like that, shit. But then the funny thing is, so many of her, like, classmates were there at that time. They were like, no, she didn't. (laughs) And then after that, everyone was like, Angel's mom is fucking scary. Yeah, Angel's yeah, do not fuck with Angel. Her mom will pull up. It's not, it's not do not fuck with Angel because she's scary. It's do not fuck with Angel because her mom will pull up. Oh, my God. Oh, my mom is a straight up G. Like, I'm the total opposite. Like... Oh, we call her Mama Bear because, like, any type of fights that we may have or any kind of, like, conflicts we run into at school, my mom's always ready to pull up. It doesn't matter if he's, like, a six-year-old or, like... (laughs) When my little brother got, like, punked at school, my mom, like, drove to school, like, (laughs) ready to pull up. I was like, Mom, it's a six-year-old, okay? It's okay. Like, this happened. She's like, oh, no! She was, like, talking to the teacher. Like, you better talk to him. Damn. but she is full on mama bear. My parents were not like that. They were always like, be the bigger person. Like, don't give them the fucking satisfaction of seeing you upset and all this other shit. Oh my goodness. No, my mom, like, she grew up, you know, my mom came over here when she was like 10 years old. Uh-huh. So, like, she grew up in, like, I don't know, ghetto is not the right word, but like, let's just say, like, a more ghetto ghettoer like uh-huh. part of vancouver like she right. went to fort vancouver for high school and things right. like that and she grew up with like you know those hood like cambodians and those asians that were very kind of like had that kind of gangsterish you know like because they were like imitating like the black culture at that time and mm-hmm. like she hung out with like a lot of like the black kids in that area and it's stuff like, like that. dragon tattoo like mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know like a lot of those Asians are still around, like, they're grown up now, but they still act the same, you know, they're still, they're like... They're frequenting bars, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, my mom grew up with those types of people, so she grew up acting, like, very hard and, like, a G and stuff like that, so she still has that mindset, like, don't fuck with her, you know? Mm-hmm. She's the small, like, five foot three Asian woman, but, like, the second you piss her off, she's, like, six foot two, like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. But she is honestly the scariest person on this earth if you piss her off. <laughs> There's a lot of Asians like that, though. Now that I think about it, they're kind of like, oh, like, they're, like, out at karaoke bars or the casino, you know? Like, every yeah. night. Like, they got a cute face, and you don't think, like, they're scary, and mm-hmm. they just look innocent, but, like, really, they they got, like, a big-ass dragon living inside of them, like, the second you pissed them off. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Are we both tigers? Mm-hmm. Tigers yeah. in, like, Chinese zodiacs? Yeah, we are. I like that I'm the tiger. Me too. And we're both Scorpios too. Like, we're the fiercest of all the Zodiacs. Like, we're fierce. When I was younger, okay, um, one of my dad's friend's girlfriends came by 
often, right, to chill. Mm-hmm. And she was just like no other woman I had ever seen. I was like seven or eight, you know? She was just like no other woman I'd ever seen. Like she was smoking cigarettes, drinking beer with the men. She had a tattoo. She like had like, I don't know, like she had like the like cutest highlights in her hair and she just looked like very like tough, you know? Mm-hmm. And like rough and stuff. Like I never, I don't know, like I never been around a woman like that. You know, all the woman figures in my life had been like, very feminine or very domestic or whatever you know and so it was just like I was so like intrigued by her and like I loved her I was like always around her and she taught me like you know a little she like played with me and showed me like drawings and like you know she like hung out with me and stuff and I was just so like mesmerized by this woman (laughs) and I was like I want to be her when I grow up and it's just funny you know Mm -hmm. like it's just weird like that was like I don't know. I don't, it's not, I'm not saying, like, I want to turn into, like, a person like that, but I'm just saying, like, I want to turn into, like, I, I'm trying to make my, cultivate myself to be, like, a person who doesn't take shit, you know? Yeah. Like, a strong, like, as mm-hmm. cliche as a strong, independent woman. Right. right. That don't need no man, that doesn't take any shit, like, that, sh- yeah. like, yeah. I, I am always so mesmerized by, like, charismatic women and, like, women right. that are so confident in themselves and know who they are and, like, like carry themselves in such, like, a regal way. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, they just seem, they just exude confidence. And, like, mm-hmm. that's what I want to be. But, like, it's taken me so long to get to this point that I have, like, I'm a little more confident in myself than I used to be. Uh-huh. But, like, I always felt super self-conscious whenever anyone, like looked at me too long or whenever like I was out in public and I just was just walking around and I felt like I had I still do this but I have a really bad RBF but it's just so that people don't come up to me and talk to me oh resting bitch face yeah like when I'm in public I have a really bad resting bitch face because like I'm just like please don't talk to me mm-hmm. and I just feel uncomfortable but it's like I'm working on it I think it's helped a lot since I've like started to work out and things like that and oh, I just great. feel more confident mm-hmm. But, like, I, I want to be those women that, like, you just look at them and you can't stop looking at them just because, like, they are so themselves and, yeah. like, they're in love with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And also, like, I don't know. This is maybe, like, not real or whatever. But I think because we're Asian women, like, I think when people talk to us or first meet us, they expect us to be in some sort of way submissive or in some sort or of docile. way softer. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... That gives me even more reason to be like, no, I am not. Not that I'm like in defiance of vulnerability or softness. It's just that like I want strength, you know, I want to be strong. It's not even power. It's like strength, you know. I don't want to conform to like your idea of what I should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, freshman year of college, um, I'm like in this class and this I'm talking to this guy, like, not romantically or anything. Like, he's in class and he's just talking to me. And then I think I say something like, yeah, so fucking annoying or something. And he looks at me with the most shocked ex- expression ever. He's like, I think I didn't expect you to cuss. And I was like, what? He's like, you don't look like you would cuss. <laughs> and he's just so shocked by my personality, you know? And he's thinking I'm, like, this quiet, like, studious girl who like doesn't cuss and it's like a goody two shoes which i'm not saying anything against those people who are like that don't cuss and are quiet and are like studious but like he just expected me to be like that token 
kind of like Asian girl, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. That it's usually like is very soft spoken and like doesn't cuss at all. So when I did cuss, he just looked so shocked, and I was like, what "The hell!" I was like, "Plenty of people cuss." I was like, right. "Okay." Mm. But he's like, "You're not what I expected you to be at all," and I was like, mm, "Okay." <laughs> I think like it's like um. For me, like, it's, like, a seed, you know? Like, I've always been outgoing or outspoken or anything. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I don't... It's not that I'm trying... I'm being that way because I don't want to conform or anything. It's because, like, that's who I am. And Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to hide that, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like... Do you feel like you're... Well, maybe this is different because your mom was, like, you know... She was, like, raised here in America. So she's not, like, she doesn't have the same sort of, like... I don't know, like, old-fashioned mindset. Yeah. But um, for me, like, I always thought that my parents wanted me to be, like, softer or, like, whatever. And I thought they didn't really like the fact that I was, though I am the way I am, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but recently I've been talking to my mom and she's, like, she, like, wants me to be outspoken. She wants me to be outgoing. She likes the way I am and everything. And that's just been so, like... Like, yes. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just been very, like, validating. Like, validating. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I don't I don't think you can really, I don't know, because your mom's pretty... Yeah, my mom's, yeah. my mom is, like, a force to be reckoned with. If right. If anything, ever since I was little, she's been trying to raise me to be more outspoken, you know? I think mm-hmm. when I was younger, I was really uncomfortable with myself and things like that, and I, maybe I wasn't as outspoken as, like, I should have been. I'm mm-hmm. becoming more outspoken as I've gotten older and mm-hmm. I'm being more comfortable like expressing my opinions. Mm-hmm. But like if anything my mom's been like speak your mind, you know, like say what you need to say and like don't freaking take shit from people. I have this really bad habit of like like especially with customer service and stuff. If it's bad, I won't say anything. I'm just like, "Okay, I guess I'll take it." Or if like shit's broken or things like that, I'm like, "I guess I just have to deal with it." But like my mom's that type of person where it's like if it's not to her standards, it's not to her standards and she'll be like, "No, nope, you got to fix this." Or, "No, nope, you got to Yeah. But she's always like encouraged me to be take no shit. Yeah, and be a stronger person. Mm-hmm. Cuz like one thing she's always said is like ever since I was little I mean, I'm not saying this is an excuse, like, she did raise me a little tougher than she raised Nubu, you know, she's Mm -hmm. a lot softer on Nubu, and I say that a lot, but, like, she she realizes it, too, Mm -hmm. so, like, she's working on it now, but, like, I think her being a single mom at a young age, and, like, her being out in the world on her own felt like having a little girl, she had to raise her to be, like, tougher, Right. and, like, she always said to me, like, you're a girl, and when you're out there alone... The world's not going to be easy on you. Uh-huh. And, like, you have to learn to be tougher and you have to be learn to, like, hold your own. Mm. So, like, she's always kind of, like, tried to instill that in me. And I'm, like, I am very far from independent. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm still working on it. Mm. But I think it's very comforting to know that, like, she encourages me to be, like, my most outspoken or most true self. Yeah. Um, like a woman in your own right, you know? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I, like, feel weird because I keep going back to my mom, but, like, I feel like everything we're saying, like, relates to something I've talked about with my mom, and I just want to bring it up. So, um, like, my mom is very empowering to me. Like, she wants me to, you know, have, like, be set up on my own, you know, like, have my own money and be beautiful and everything. Um, But I think where we differ is, like, 
she has this idea that like for me in order in order for me to be powerful i have to have power over like dudes you know mm -hmm. in some way yeah meaning like i don't know being beautiful or being i don't know like in some way like have power over dudes which like i don't agree with that at all because i think that like if you are a truly powerful woman it's from within and you don't need that validation from like a guy to be like okay I'm yes stomping all over you <laughs> like, or like or yeah or like a guy to be like yes you deserve to be as powerful as me mm -hmm. i don't need that guy to say that or like i don't need i know yeah. right yeah i don't need the person to 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 approve of my power or something mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah and it's like just it's weird like i'm talking about like when she talks about me in the future like after like you know i'm graduated and i'm working and everything else like that's like always been her vision for me is like to have some sort of like control you know mm -hmm. i don't think i need control in order to be powerful i think we were just talking yeah, about maybe that it's the like other a day. generational difference yeah like like you said earlier my mom was like raised here most of the time but like your mom has a different kind of mindset where like your mom is very open-minded and very liberal for like having been mostly raised in vietnam and things mm -hmm. like that but like maybe it's just that idea that's like still deep down where it's like you have to show the man like yeah you know that idea and i don't even think that's like a vietnamese thing i think that's like a pretty like it's a pretty american way of thinking too like if you're stick it to the man type of thing yeah like you think of the femme fatale or like the woman with dominance, like, she has to have some sort of control over men. And she can't just ha be powerful on her own without the approval of the guy, you know? Mm -hmm. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's really funny. But, yeah, I mean, even when we talk about, like, feminism or, like, women's rights or, like, women empowerment, for some reason it always comes back in circles around, like, the presence of the man you know what i mean yeah like no matter what it always comes around to being like showing it to them yeah and, like showing them that we're worth it or shit like that it's like a, right. it's kind of counterproductive exactly that's what i'm saying it's counterproductive <laughs> i really can't wait for us to be older i can't wait for the next 10 years of our friendship i know man I mean, for the next 10 years, I might be kind of dying, you know, but... <laughs> okay, so how... Okay. So, I know it's, like, hard to project, you know, because there's a lot of loops and there's a lot of, like, wiggles and stuff like that. But, like, when are you planning on being, like, a doctor, like, a practicing, like, doctor? Probably, like... Yeah, like you said, like, in my 30s, you know? In your 30s? Because, mm -hmm. like, I mean... I'd have to, by the time I graduate med school, I'd probably be like 27. Mm -hmm. And I'd probably have to do residency for a couple of years. So, uh -huh. like, probably in my 30s. Yeah. Oh, I see. Because, like, residency is still not like, like, once you graduate, you are technically a doctor, but mm -hmm. you still have to do residency. So, yeah, you're yeah. still. And then, after residencies, like, the years depend on what specialty you're going mm -hmm. and probably the least amount of years you do is like three or four years uh -huh. so then I was, after that I would be in my 30s like to be 31 or whatever yeah but I think that's fine yeah that is great you know, put in the work when you're young mm -hmm. reap the benefits when you're like in your and 30s are the new 20s anyways 
I think that's so, so weird when people are like, the prime time is like in your 20s. I'm like, no, prime time is like when you're done with everything. <laughs> right, yeah. No, yeah, I I do not agree with prime time being in your 20s. Like, your 20s are for figuring shit out. Yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. Like, for real. <laughs> I think um, I've said that, like, your teens are like, you're figuring out how to be, like, in the world. And then your 20s are, like, you're figuring out how to be, like, yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And then your 30s are, like... Fuck it! I'm <laughs> Fuck it up, you know? <laughs> I know. I feel like... Where I'm, are we vacationing first? Oh my gosh. I don't know. Where you want to go? I feel like we should probably go, like... We should go to Thailand. <laughs> Thailand? We go to Thailand, we gotta go do the whole thing. We gotta stop we gotta by Vietnam, whole, too. Yeah. We gotta do the whole Asian shit. I'm trying to go to Europe, though, because... Do the bougie When life. I actually have f- money to go. Because, like, I've been to Europe, but I didn't have no money. So, <laughs> can't really go to Europe and do shit without money. I want to like. get, like, bougie-ass European luxury goods. You know, like, you know those coats and shit? Like, those bags and coats? <laughs> I know this sounds really weird, but I want to get, like, Italian boots and, like, like, you know those blogger people that they wear? I mean, like, not that I'm, like, trying to imitate those blogger people, but, like, that idea, or, you know, we've seen it in movies where it's, like, oh, it's so, like, fancy and nice and high-quality European, like, clothes and goods that you, like, use forever. Uh-huh. Like, I just want to get those, like, kind of staple pieces. Oh, from, yes. Oh my like, gosh. boutique shopping in Europe. I feel like that would be so much fun. We have, like, a studio apartment in New York City with a rack of clothes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> that's, that's the fucking vision. I'm dead as fuck. I knew exactly oh, what you were thinking. I know! Oh, my God. I hate myself. Oh, my God. That's just, like, the vision I had. Like, I was like... I can't even keep my room clean. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Bitch, okay, that's why I want some sort of money is because I cannot take like clean up after myself. Like I <laughs> I need a I, mean, I do. I can, but like it's very like it's I make it a lot harder than it needs to be. Like I'm I don't know. I make a big deal out of it and I would really rather not do it. Especially laundry. I like told my mom that like when I'm set up like I don't care. I'm dropping my laundry off and I'm picking it up. That's it. Like, I'm not doing, I'm not touching laundry. I'm not doing laundry. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's like, yeah, that's like my one splurge. Like, I'm not doing laundry. I fucking hate laundry. I honestly don't mind laundry, but my biggest thing is like, okay, like it's so funny, okay? Because the only place that like I leave a mess is my room. Because everything else, like, I have to take care of because, like, you know, it's my house too so i have Mm -hmm. to help do the chores and like clean Mm -hmm. and wipe down and like wash dishes or whatever so i vacuum and mop and do all that shit because my mom needs help obviously Mm -hmm. but like the one place that i should take care of because it's like mine per se yeah is a fucking mess and it's not because i take nasty shit up there like i don't have like food wrappers and shit it's just like i put i just throw my clothes on the ground yeah and i'm like too lazy to like put her back (laughs) on the hanger Fold it back up, reorganize it. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I just need someone that like organizes my shit for me because I'm like, bitch. Have you seen those study tumblers or like study like I don't know, just 
photos of people studying, but like all their notes are like Pretty. beautifully written. Yeah, I can't do that shit. I'm like, how the fuck do you have time to do that? Like, uh-huh. I don't get it. Like, I honestly I think they just did that shit to take a picture of it. Really? Because honestly, <laughs> it takes way too much work to make it a bunch of different colors and organize it into those cute little boxes. Because I'm like, when I'm taking notes, it's a mess. Same. First of all, I'm trying to get all the information down. Second of all, I'm like trying to make sure that I'm not falling asleep. Like, I'm just, like, trying to... I think they, like, rewrite. They probably... I guess that's a good idea. Rewrite your notes. Okay, bitch, never mind. <laughs> for talking shit to, like, being like, oh, wait, never mind. No, I rewrite my notes, but, like, not like that. You know, I'm just trying to get it done. I'm I know. Not trying to, I'm like, not trying to make it look like it's fucking, like, ugh. I actually really like those pictures, though. I like looking at those pictures. I know. It's like, it's nice to think that life could be like that. I'm just irritated because I ain't you. (laughs) And I'm like, where do you... Do you just carry all those different colored pens around? I'm like, hmm. And that stresses me out. Like, organizing information on a page, too. Mm -hmm. You know, because in order to make it pretty or whatever, I have a hard time even putting, like... Like, you know those little, like, mind maps or whatever? If I can't get it all to look, like, even or, like, evenly spaced, it pisses me off. Like, Uh that's, like, my one thing that I'm, like, OCD about. (laughs) Like, drawing out mind maps and notes in that format. Like, I'm just like, it doesn't look right! Right, it doesn't. And I'm more focused on that than the actual information. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know what you mean. Concept maps and stuff, I don't like them. Um... I was gonna say something, but I totally forgot. Okay, yeah. So, like, things like that, like, being envious of other people, like, I need that, though, in order to, like, stay motivated, which is really weird. Mm -hmm. No, I do I wish I was, like, just self-motivated, but, like, I know you follow, like, doctors on Instagram so that you can, like, look at them and be like, this is me one day, I'm gonna be them one day, you know? Mm -hmm. And I just need to see, like luxurious shit sometimes for me to be like okay like this is a goal this This is is a goal not that like i want all those material things it's just like i want to be at that standard of living you know (laughs) like i know i've always said like it's not that i care so much about like owning shit but it's more like i want to have enough money to where i can live comfortably and i can provide for my family comfortably you know what i mean i don't ever want to have to worry about money and also I've been provided such a great opportunity to, like, go to school without worrying about anything. Like, literally, my mom provides for everything, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, my mom's, like... Like, our parents are so supportive. Yeah. And, like, provide a place for us to stay. We don't have to move out or anything. We don't have to cover our tuition 100% by ourselves. More like, they're like, all right, just get through freaking school, you know? Right, yeah. And I'm like, well... They're like this. Uh-huh. I'm gonna go through school and I'm gonna do what I need to do. It's, yeah. It's like, I know that so many people have it way worse than us and are still trying to like go to school at the same time and work and like like deal with so many other family issues. And I'm like, I literally do nothing and all I have to do is worry about school. So yeah. Like, I better fucking do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like thinking about like being able to provide for my family and stuff, like that is something that like when I think about it, it feels, like, real. Like, it feels like that's something I want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, I want to... Like, I want to make my parents proud. Like, as, like, Asian as that sounds, like, I want to make my parents proud. Like, that is a big, big goal of mine, you I know, know, me too, yeah. Especially since, like you said, like, they have sacrificed a lot. Or they, like, my family's, like, immigrated here, had kids here, like, for a reason. And, you know, 
they could have had like a lot more in Vietnam and they wouldn't have to be struggling with language and shit in Vietnam and stuff. But they're here because they know that they can raise a family and have their kids be more successful in America. So that's why they're here. So I'm gonna be successful, you know, like that's the thing. <laughs> My mama did not raise me and put all this work into me for me to be a disappointment. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> exactly. I think it's like important to balance it though, you know? Um, because we are Asian American. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say we're American, but like we grew up in America and we do have that sort of like, I think philosophy instilled into us of uh, like making yourself happy too, you know, like obviously you want to make yourself happy too. But I think that happiness I've learned is like the path. Happiness is the path. Happiness is like, it's in you and it's along the way. It's not something that you... Not like the American dream where, like, you, you work hard it. and then you, like, have it. You know, it's not, like, something where, like, you work and then you get it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least, like, that's my mindset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember when we were younger and my mom used to joke about, like, when I didn't know I wanted to be in the medical field, my yeah. mom would be like, you should be a doctor and things like that. I'd be like, no! Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, no, you know? But, like, I, I started to think about it and then... um Especially, like, after I started volunteering at the hospital when I was mm-hmm. in high school. Like, that, I was already thinking about it at that age, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, after I volunteered at the hospital, like, it, like, was concrete for me. Like, yeah, this is what I want to do. But I remember being like, I'm not going to do it just because my mom tells me to. You know? like, <laughs> I, like, I know what my mom's thinking, like, doctor money. Like, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be an artist. I'm going to be an author. I'm going to be... What was your dream job when you were, like, a kid? I, I wanted to do three things. I wanted to be an artist, singer, and an author. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> wow. do you, yeah, do you remember that? Like, I was really into, like, drawing, and I was really into, like, singing, and then I was really into, like, writing. Except my writing was shit. Like, my writing was not... Like, I thought I was, like, the greatest fiction writer in the world, but I was not. <laughs> I read my old shit, and it's like... I had this one story that I wrote in sixth grade that was called Mumbo Jumbo. <laughs> Okay, why do I kind of remember that? I think you do. But it was like, I I saw this meme a while back where it's like, me in middle school. And then she woke up and it was all a dream. Like, that's how they ended. I was like, fuck, I did that. (laughs) That was my story. It was like a thriller, like horror story. And then at the end, she wakes up and it's like all a dream. Except for the fact that like, like, so her friends disappear while they're, she's, so like they go and they get stuck in like some haunted house or whatever, right? And like the friends disappear or whatever or some shit. But like she blacks out at the end and she wakes up and everything seems normal except for the fact that her friends disappeared. And um, no one, everyone acts like it's normal. Like everyone acts like nothing happened to them. And then uh, she's like, no, this shit happened, blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, that's just mumbo jumbo. That's how I ended it. <laughs> And I was like, the mumbo jumbo was like the catchphrase, but I don't even know where I heard the fucking phrase mumbo jumbo from. No one That's uses so it that cute. word. Oh my god! I thought I was like the greatest writer of our time. I was like, yes, mumbo jumbo. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was called, but my first story was like, it was. I think it was okay. So it was about some girl who was at 
a party and she saw these two people making out at the party and she was so grossed out by it she left the party she uh, this story the plot is just ridiculous she leaves the party on her way leaving the party she runs into a small person a little person (laughs) (laughs) runs into a little person who ran away from the circus the little person has anger issues and she's like yo i gotta help you with your anger issues. So she and the little person with anger issues they go to her friend's house who is a pharmacist. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> and she's like, yo, can you help my friend here, this little person, man, who has anger issues? And then the pharmacist is like, yeah, let's go. I mean, I'm, I'm, I just need to get this one ingredient though or whatever before I can make this medicine. And then the three of them go to this, like, like squatter house like in the forest and the and then like that's where the story ends is like they're in the house and they're like looking for some ingredient but then the door opens by itself and that's it that's the story oh my god what is wrong with all of us ending it at like cliffhangers and shit <laughs> we read too many of those fucking like nancy drew whatever like books or like those like what was it goosebumps <laughs> i didn't read goosebumps very much did you read goosebumps I read a lot it a couple times yeah like honestly I did not like it, but I kept reading it because it made me excited. Because I, like, hated being scared, but at the same time, I was like, oh, you know, I was like, <laughs> I'm dead. Oh, my gosh. That's why I wrote that scary story, because while I was writing it, I was, like, thrilled, and I was, like, terrified while writing it, too, but I honestly hate being terrified. <laughs> like, I hate <laughs> doing horror movies and shit like that, but, like, for some reason, just writing it was just so thrilling, and I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Bro, that's still me when I'm writing. I'm just like, holy shit. And I'm just like, yo, you should see me when I'm like deep into writing poetry or something. Like, I look crazy, but it's because I am crazy. Uh, I wish I could, like, I miss that part of myself that was like really into writing and like um, expressing myself more into like, but because now, honestly, school ruined me. Really? <laughs> yeah, because like, I used to really, remember, I used to really love reading. Yeah, you're so artistic and you're very talented. Like, like, in a lot of things, like your art and your singing and your dancing. You're a triple threat, like, for real. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Don't don't mention my dancing. That's just, like, casual dancing. You're a good dancer. But, like, yeah, I feel like I lost a lot of those aspects that I, like, I mean, I I do not draw as often as I used to, you know? Mm. And I don't write at all anymore unless mm. it has to do with an assignment. Mm. And, like, reading, I haven't picked up a book that I wanted to read for fun in, like, years. So, like, I feel like in the path or, like, along the way during high school when I was just so focused on, like, these standardized tests and these, like, like this rigid way of learning, I, like, lost that part of myself that, like, really loved like the arts and those kind of things like that you know what i mean which i think is sad and i like eventually want to get back into yeah. it but it's like that feeling of when you're so exhausted from just doing like i don't know what you're assigned to do in school and like putting your effort into like getting as good of grades as you can and like those types of you know just like normal classes and things like that and like reading whatever assigned topics then like i felt like all my hobbies looked like chores Mm. and then eventually i didn't want to do them you know what Mm. i mean but like Mm -hmm. i I wish 
or at least I want to try to get back into like drawing and I want to try to get like I haven't remember when people used to do those singing covers on Instagram I used to do it too like oh, a couple yeah. of them but like I wish I could get back in I sing like at home just for fun mm-hmm. but I, w- I want to get back into like my old hobbies again because I was yeah. like those were like a part of what made me me when I was like growing up right I see that I'm not as good of a student as you are, obviously, but I, like, I'm trying to find a balance between, you know, doing things for myself as far as, I mean, everything I'm doing at this point in my life is for myself, <laughs> yeah. so, like, everything is for myself, but, like, I'm talking, like, trying to balance creative expression, because I, I still like writing poetry, I, I like to, you know, just do things to express myself, but also, like, I'm trying to, like, get shit done. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I think since I'm such an all or nothing person, I think that like I need, I can only do the artistic shit really during like summer break or like during breaks or whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, because when I'm in school, like I'm in school, I need to be in a different mindset. I need to be focused. I cannot, cannot slip, you know? Yeah. And a lot of times if you're doing creative shit, you start slipping, you start thinking like, oh, what's, what's the point of, like, of, like, struggling for what, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, like, the art is the meaning of life, you know? I'm in a whole different world. Yeah, it's a different, a different my, yeah, yeah, it's a different space, yeah. I know, like, during the school year, you know, you're so stressed, you're worrying about blah, blah, blah. Like, and then during break, all I'm fucking doing, and I'm stuck on my phone, it's so bad. Mm. I'm just like watching shit on my phone. That is a bad habit. I go from like Instagram to YouTube to like Netflix to like, well, you know what I mean? I just jump from app to app to app when like really during the summer I had enough time to like do those things that I wanted to do. Like maybe draw, maybe read, maybe write if I wanted to, like sing or whatever. But no, I just spent most of it on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) Like my phone is my go to like when i'm when i have free time oh i see but yeah it's a bad habit (laughs) you really should get back on on something though Mm -hmm. you know yeah on like i don't know singing more i like to hear you sing (laughs) (laughs) i know one time i was like just chilling at home and then all of a sudden i was like singing and my mom was like whoa i haven't heard that in a while (laughs) i was like yeah it's been hiding (laughs) I was like, I'll only do snippets because I'm like, I haven't sang in so long that it feels so tiring to like commit to like a whole song. So I'm like, snippets. (laughs) Sound bites. Yeah. Here's a sample. That's it. I'm like karaoke where it's like, or like a little jukebox that gives you like 30 second previews of a song. (laughs) I'll sing you like 30 seconds of like the hook or whatever. And then I move on to another one. (laughs) Okay. I love you. Thank you for doing this with me. I love you too. Goodbye. Goodbye, Goodbye world. <laughs>